It is Thursday, the 30th of June, 2016, and this is episode 286 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. The last one was so long, we thought we'd leave it a couple of weeks uh, to give ourselves a rest and your ears a rest. Uh, I am Chris in the hosting seat and joined in the expert seat by Ian. Hello, Ian. There's no expert seat that I'm sitting in. Good evening, Chris. No, you're not feeling on top of it? No. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking it's two weeks since the last one. It was a really long one and nothing much has happened in the last couple of weeks. Well, you say that. Pretty much our world's fallen apart in seven <laughs> days. This time last last week, we were still in the European Union and and everything wasn't looking a bit worrying. In fact, we had yeah we had leaders of t- <laughs> in one week. We've had an awful lot happen, um, but we're not gonna we're we're outside of the the bubble. Well, I was going to say one one little tip, but one little thing. I'm kind of glad that Boris got a kind of somebody out out political him today. Somebody kind of stabbed him in the back, and it was like well, yeah yeah, but that was Gove. I, Let's I, I not know, get political. Care. Yeah, no, it is. It That's is. like in, enjoying. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I can't. I can't even. I'm not no, quick it's enough. Just whole, it's just a whole fact that he's broke a country to to take power and he's not got it. And it's like two fingers, Boris. Oh, I think Gove had a lot of input in that anyway. Oh, he did. But I love it. Good for you. <laughs> He may well have broken the whole country. Right, let's get let's get him out of that bubble and uh, let's let's get into the tech where every, everything's good in tech world, Fine including your health. Is it? Well, it will be soon because the NHS has been given free, not free reign, has been given greater uh, allowances when uh, looking for technology that can help people's health. Uh, so this is the idea that apps can actually monitor, maintain, and keep an eye on people. Um, without the need for you know doctors and whatnot or they can certainly help in early identification of um, illness and ongoing issues so sounds like a nice a nice direction so the idea is it'll be cheaper for the nhs to sort of roll out some of these monitoring type apps um than it will be to wait for the um the rubbish to hit the fan and and big problems to occur Yes, absolutely, and and I think I think a lot of people, I mean, smartphones have kind of saturated the market now. So you're in a position where you know apps or little kind of attachments to apps or attachments to watches are, you know, it's a, it's an option and it's a fairly cheap option in the health industry where a lot you know a lot of the stuff costs uh, a lot of money. You know, one one tracking watch could be the same cost as just a single course of medication. You know, for a week even. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and when we saw, I think Google first started to talk about that Apple seemed to have made bigger strides in the whole, you know, let's let's do these kind of health type apps and capture data, but make sure it's anonymized and help research. So they had, they had research kit, you know, do a whole lot of things. So it's all good. And and the best thing for me is since Brexit, we've got 350 million pounds a week that can pour into <laughs> NHS and obviously provide more apps and devices to people. Yes. That's been proven to be a true fact lots of times. True fact. It hasn't been contentious at all. Um, yes. And so it's this is just basically a, a per, it's basically a new tranche of, of funding where they can dip into it a bit more regularly and a lot easier than it is to get sort of general funding. So, yep, uh, the encouragement's there and it uh, looks like the will's there and technology is, you know, getting there. And I think that's just the recognition of that. So good for good 
I think we doff our cap to that one. It sounds good. Uh, Twitter. In fact, generally speaking, lots of people are going after video at the moment, and Twitter is no exception. Uh, long since days past when YouTube was the kind of only option here. So uh, Twitter's basically lengthened the amount of time you, it allows you to store videos for from 30 seconds to uh, 140. So just over a couple of minutes, just because it it wants people to use its service to record whatever they want to do. And, you know, video being the new text, clearly. Yes. Uh, so Twitter, um, Twitter bought, or did they start, Vine. It's always been a separate thing. Then Vines could be inside Twitter, and and they were they were were they six seconds. So this is this is quite a jump. And I guess mm. 140 seconds ties in with 140 characters. Um, I guess so, that's what they were going after. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And and when you you see it you see it loads on Twitter and Facebook. You know, it's just videos. Obviously, you still get lots of images, but there's lots more video content and gifs. Again, I think I, this is slightly. I'm not keeping up with the market on this it's not something that you know is in my day-to-day but i certainly see lots of people just sign up random you know whatever vines or live periscopes whatever um, you see them around and people obviously like them and tune into it and people make money out of them because there's a lot of people becoming stars off their back um, yeah i mean i mean vine the amount of vine folk that especially there was like you know it was mostly Americans. I was certainly following at the start. It was all those kind of six cent skits. It was amazing how much you could get into that little video. Unbelievable, yes. You know, just like, you know, lots of little edits, boom, 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 story. And it was like, that's really creative. Yes. I mean, I've certainly every year I tend to tune in at the end of the year for the best of this year's vines, and it's good to watch them. It is good. It's just it's a 20 minute video. It's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is long, You, but it's, there are some gems in there, proper gems um but yes so obviously people you know it's twitter i guess wanting to engage with these people keep them on board and and trying to keep them happy although they're kind of you know vine stars are after money uh but there's been no money from twitter come forward just yet so they could have been they could be pissing people off yes uh, and, and also i, I caught a, i caught a thing so instagram and what's it like instagram a lot of the users who they make seem obscene amounts of money. You know, it's like, you know, 50 grand and 100 grand per image of video if it's a promotional one. If they've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, there's an actual program on TV next week. And it's not just one off, it's a six part thing about the rich kids on Instagram and how they just make money from promotional material and because they've got built up a massive following well what i mean it's chicken and egg though who who may you know <laughs> who makes that money is it the platform who you know as in say for a vine person who's wanting some money off of twitter is it the platform being there that's made them into this star probably uh now that they are these stars these internet stars are they owed something in return or you know it's like it's kind of you know who who came first the platform had to come first and then they they became stars off yeah. the back of it and it's the same i mean we're, we're missing out probably the big one youtube i mean obviously there's a massive massive you know career opportunity if you're willing to daily vlog and make good content you know the, yeah. the following and you can pick up on youtube and then hence the advertisement and money is massive i think i've said it before um speaking to a few people and their kids now have youtube stars on their wall they're you know they're, they're no longer the you know pop stars and football stars or whatever it's actually um yeah it's actually there's they've got youtube people up there it's amazing mm. uh facebook has also been at chatting around and they've been talking about their news feed off the back of um some sort of bad feedback um 
You look confused, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Twitter's new searchable stickers. You're right, I have zoomed down too far. That's why you look so confused, because this is this is clearly the most exciting thing for you this it week. Was. Searchable stickers on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope, yes. Basically, if you upload an image to Twitter now, you may apply, or you will shortly be able to apply, stickers to this. Now, these are um, Twitter-defined stickers. And you can drag them over this, you know, this picture and essentially search by those stickers. So it's kind of like, and as uh, the, the analogy is that it's like a hashtag, but for an image. So going forward, you could s click on that uh, sticker and you can see any image that has been tagged with that sticker. Uh, and it kind of keeps that relationship ever more. So over time, it's a bit like having a sticker that's a hashtag. Uh, and again, the example given is, hey, had, what happens if, say, Brexit had had a, a sticker? Uh, then you you could you basically categorise your images based on these stickers. These stickers are all controlled by Twitter, they, uh, and they'll be on a rotation. Um, and I guess new ones will come out as new things happen in the world. Hmm. Not not overly convinced. Well, we're not. Again, I don't think it's for us, really. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm not old. Gonna... I don't know, stickers just sounds a bit young, doesn't it? Uh, probably. It's the same when like, I messaged at the keynote a couple of weeks ago and they focused so much on their sticker packs. And it's like... Mm. Yeah, but the, the reason nah. they're doing that, I guess, is because they're of interest. And like you say, we've seen Snapchat and we've seen um, WhatsApp and things like that. All That's obviously caught attention. Um, well, you just you just need to look at the app store. It's all full of like um, pop stars emoji keyboards. And all is they're it? doing is pasting in, you know, images. I've never looked. Oh, so I don't think I've ever searched for emoji. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I There's probably an emoji for that. <laughs> there is. It's like, it's like a little desperation. A little grumpy, character. grumpy. Yeah. No um, so, yeah. Um, and again, they seem to be keeping it. It's, it's only on their platform. So third party apps can't do the same. So for me, you know, Google and Apple will all tend to, they've been trying to self categorize by, sorry, categorize via automated, you know, bot, right? Uh, I guess that can only ever identify objects. It can't end, you know, can't apply a, a kind of meaning to it. So the users categorizing it via, you know, this can add meaning to a picture uh, in a way that their automated processes could never do. It's certainly a, a, certainly a clever use of technology. Not, not the sticker putting on it, but the whole, you know, it's then something that you can click and search by and see everything else by. So, Show me a use case that's actually interesting and something for me that's interesting. Maybe I'll be, maybe a bit more interested, that's it. Yeah. Well, hashtags, I, I do like searching through hashtags. You know, you do, it's just one of those things. So you can never pick up it. on, pick up on content that you would never have found. Yeah, from you're right. Users. Yeah, you're right. So you, you kind of cross, rather than just relying on your feed, you're kind of going out into the yeah. ether. What? Like like the whole you know leaving the main stuff when you see some of the and it's some of it's horrible but it just gives you a flavour of what else is going. All right, let's now talk about Facebook's newsfeed then. Um, so yes, they have come along and they've tried to make everything a bit more transparent. Um, and they're going to start well. Their mantra is going to be um, this is all coming under the newsfeed values sort of. Uh, title and their mantra is that your friends um and family are going to come first and they have actually made a change to their algorithm which, which means that you do now get friends and family information coming up first in your newsfeed ahead of 
um, any page um, or kind of paid for content, which is going to annoy people who do like this sort of um, link aggregation they get across Facebook because it's extremely effective. Um, but I think Facebook were worried that it was actually starting to dilute their service and people were starting to get annoyed by it. And uh, so they've kind of dialed it back, let everything a bit more, bit, bit more transparent and, and told everyone where they sit. Yeah. And it feels quite a change. You know what I mean? It's just like they were pushing, they were pushing a lot of the kind of, you know, news companies and, mm-hmm. you know, tech websites and other things to, you know, come on board and use our platform and push content there. And, and it certainly changed me, certainly my feed. If I go back a couple of years to where it was then and where it is now, it is more, I'm not saying it's more Twitter-like, but it is certainly more that, you know, lots more newsy type or entertainment news and people pushing that on there rather than just people sharing content. It used to just be game invites and friend updates and friendships. It feels more focused in that way. So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, is that is it not working? Is it stopping engagement? It seems uh, definitely a... A change in directions, and I know the article that I, I've put in emphasised that recently there was that whole, um, you know, Facebook is favouring, you know, left wing, yeah, yeah, you know, rather than you know right wing and conservative news stories are being artificially, you know, killed on Facebook, and but I think every every kind of group likes a controversy, even though Facebook said we definitely aren't, and I don't, to me, it doesn't feel like a reaction to that. I, I think they've probably looked at the stats and said. You know, this is not what the user community is looking for. No, it's say they've got to find, they have got to strike a balance. They, you know, they are, a, you know, they they've got to look after the shareholders, but they have, in order to look after the shareholders, they've got to keep hold of their people. Um, the, the thing that still bugs me about the Facebook feed is that as you're scrolling down, it changes as you're going, and you even when you it doesn't like have a thing, and then you scroll down and it's done. It actually starts inserting things all over the place, and it confuses me. Um, I, and I've I've never liked that, but I think it's I've always preferred that that whole. So that's why I've been so annoyed when Twitter have talked about we're going to start messing around your feed. I just if I don't want to read it, I won't read it. If I mm-hmm. want to read it in sequence when an event happens, I want to read it that way. See you jump on Facebook and see you've posted something about I don't know, but you know Brexit at that point in time when it just happened, and then somebody else has posted a cat, and then somebody else has posted something else, and then somebody else has posted about Remain, and, and, and it's all in different order. Yeah, and, it, and, and then when like, you scroll up, it's all in a different order again. Then when yeah. you refresh the page, it's all in a different order again, and it's like, and I've oh, got, I can't keep I've up. I've got the same in bloody Instagram now as well, and it rips mm. my knitting. It really, really... It is annoying. Yeah, it's just, it's just not the way... I, and they say they see increased engagement, so that's why they're doing it. Yep. Cox. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Windows 10 anniversary is not coming out on its anniversary, but it nearly is. <laughs> so it's August 2nd. Um, so this is basically the, the first big point release of Windows 10. Uh, it's going to have some extra features in here, um, all of which probably would be made into a two-hour Apple keynote, but in this one it's a paragraph long. Uh, and none of them are <laughs> but none of them are particularly exciting. A bit more Cortana, a bit more kind of cross-device um, stuff um, and other bits that just... Yeah, and it's so it's... Uh... I guess it's a nice point upgrade for the actual Windows platform, which is like a service now. So you're not you're not never going to have any of these big, you know, Windows 14 or something's going to come out. You're just going to see this drip, 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 like like Mac's done for years now, and and like the mobile platforms have done. Xbox is getting an update at the same time, so we'll get Cortana on Xbox, and that will never be used. Um, and and we'll get a an App Store as well. So yeah, that will be it will be interesting to see when this all drops. Um, which will be, yeah. you know, just what five weeks from now. Yeah, not long. 
Uh, Linux is going to be part of it, though. That is quite interesting. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I mean, it's, it's fair play to Microsoft. They've chased down that. You know, they've really opened up how they, how they, you know, where they develop, how they deliver. And I've, I've noticed that even uh, to see if I go back sort of two, three years, and and you, you had, uh, and we, we at least once a year we'll go to like a Microsoft briefing, you know, through work and. And it was always a here's this Windows phone and let's all laugh at Apple and let's all laugh at Android because we don't talk about these dirty words. And the, the change was notable, you know, about six months after, you know, um, the new guy that came in, I can never remember his name, but it's never mind, um, replaced Bama. Can't remember. <laughs> It's just, it's just gone. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably um, know things like that. But but it was clear because they did the demo on. We were getting demoed iPhones. You know, it was mm-hmm. their product yes. on an iPhone, yes. and it was uh, how we can deliver everywhere. And it was yep. all about service. And it was all about Azure, and it was all about cloud. Um, and that's even more this year. It's just it's hundred percent, and probably because they don't have a mobile platform, which I took great delight in. <laughs> kind of like being the the awkward child sitting there going, but. You're doing this now because you have no platform. What would we do? <laughs> They'll be doing some offers and deals if you go and have a look over that period in the Microsoft Store. Um, but remember, is it not? If we're not coming up to the date that we can't, we can't buy, we can't upgrade free. Yes, no, July twenty ninth, isn't it? Yes. Oh, so it's a month away. Yes. So not long. But so if you haven't upgraded and you want to get that done, however, if you don't want to upgrade and you let Microsoft force that upgrade on you. Then sue them for $10,000 because that's what someone's done in America and she succeeded. In fact, they settled out of court so uh, to, to avoid legal fees. But this is basically, we mentioned it about uh, probably a month ago now uh, where it turned into a recommended update and therefore a lot of people, the Windows 10 upgrade was no longer a click to install. It was actually a click here to make sure you don't install it um, and very, very much not optional really, uh, which a lot of people ended up, um, being a bit aggrieved by and this lady said that it cost her time and business money because a couple of our apps couldn't work on, on the new Windows 10 and it balked her machine for a period of time and it sounds like Microsoft weren't willing to test that um, but I imagine other people will be now knocking on Microsoft's door <laughs> saying I don't want it either. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I, I, it's one of those kind of double so I can understand why they were wanting people to, to do the upgrades, but the way they went about it was a bit naughty. And mm. even the embarrassing things like, you know, there's a you know, the weather forecaster who's doing a weather presentation and, and up pops the forced install. You know, it's like that's <laughs> I didn't see that. That's quite that, cool. that that reputational damage can be, you know, it's like even even if it's only, you know, a hundred thousand people in some, you know, local area you know, of New York or wherever it was getting broadcast, see it. It just gets shared so much in the internet. It just yes. reinforces it. You know, the, the, we've seen like the game streamers who are sitting there, you know, streaming their games, making a good, good living off of doing sod all, and uh, you know, up, up <laughs> pops the Windows Ten uninstall, and you can't cancel it, and it's like, oh, nice. Yes. Um, but that's I wonder whether we'll see any more of this. But the the thing is with this this particular case, she had a it was business focused. It was lost time at business. I don't know whether a home user would have exactly the same sort of success doing this or even the will to do it. But there you go. And and when she claimed the PC couldn't function after that, you know, so it's about you know that it was a failed upgrade that she never asked for, and then it, mm. you know, it balked in some way, you know. So maybe it's quite a niche 
case rather than just saying it upgraded and I didn't want it. It was like it's upgraded and it's failed. Well, I think I mentioned my laptop where it, where it upgraded Windows 10 and then then half the keyboard wouldn't work. Yes, no. And absolutely. it took me a long time to sort that out. And I kind of I think I know what I'm doing most of the time. Sue them, sue them. Yeah, I might do, might sue do. Them. For loss of a laptop, <laughs> but actually <laughs> it works now, so it's fine. Uh, I shouldn't say that. No, it's still no. What no, do I say? Broken, I don't know. I'm lost. Android N. It's going to be called Nougat. So you see Nougat and I see Nougat? That's because that's how it's said. Oh, okay. Is, it, is that like a dope? <laughs> is it like dough? Adobe. Yeah, what, Adobe? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, so it's the next Android is going to be Nougat. So uh, where do we start out? But I think we're on Marshmallow now, aren't we? So, and yes, so Nougat's the next one. Yeah, and, and there was a big thing about what would it be called? Everybody thought it would be Nutella, and then they did this whole, um, you know, like let's let's run a, you know, let's run a boating at both face on it. Yeah, yeah, and they've not said what was the top choice. I don't think it would have been this. No, almost certainly not. But anyway, Nougat is is what it's going to be. That's very I quite, exciting. I quite like that. nipples, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Because because I love the way that Google always show off like you know the big characters in their in, in their play outside area. yeah because just imagine a pair of nipples, nipples. Android nipples <laughs> um, Project Blocks coming from Google to help people keep kids uh, programming this is a series of interconnectable blocks of different types and you can put them in series or parallel whatever um, and it can basically issue commands um, based on switches and and stuff <laughs> um, basically and then you can output that to say a drawing device or maybe something like the old logic turtle or whatever um, so you can actually make a physical uh, thing happen and it's basically designed to get kids brains working in the kind of programming um, environment so it's a physical thing um, and uh, it's sort of tapping into that whole you know get kids into programming early because it's you know, it's where we need the skills and expertise. Um, it's not going to help kids spell, though, because blocks is spelt B-L-O-K-S. Oh, such a pedant sort of pronunciation. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because I struggle. Uh, no, another good thing. Well done, Google. Uh, it's based on, based on a pie as well. So, again, Raspberry Pi just seems to have won out in that market. There was yeah. a... There was a chap I worked with, and his kid was a was a way through to a, a competition in Scotland, and it was all about doing a, you know, programming around Raspberry Pis and you know creating a little app that they can put on a, put on an Android device, and you know they were all doing it. It's all coding clubs and everything. It was like you know, it really it really has taken off and embedded really well. Yeah, and these these things um they're dead dead cheap to produce. Um, they haven't got any active electronic components in them, so there's so each of these individual little circuit boards don't have to do any physical work. It's all based on capacitiveness and stuff. I don't really understand all the in depth of it, but nevertheless, they say that makes it cheap, and I believe them. Yeah, six year old could probably tell you, and would just go like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> uh, Evernote. Oh, it's caused some caused some stink. It's decided its uh, freemium model is basically not converting enough people to pay, so they don't basically got enough money to develop on ongoing so they have taken what used to be an account a free account which was 
pretty fully featured and they've said now that it's only available across two devices so whereas you used to be able to sync all your notes across as infinite number of devices uh, they're now limiting you to two devices whether that be two computers or whether that be a laptop and a sorry a, a tablet and a computer whatever however you want to do it but basically turning the their premium one into into their product that they're actually trying to sell so rather than like so i guess they've never been able to turn that freemium model and add enough capability on top of what's already offered at the basic level that it actually may make sense for people to upgrade and they're now forcing people's hand on that yes and and I mean, the changes to turn around and say well instead of syncing every platform like you think to two it's a bit it's a bit tight maybe they've got some stats that says 80 percent of a free user base that's fine for i'd say that i've probably only use it generally on two platforms so my main computer and my laptop um i've never really tuned into the the mobile side of things yeah i like the fact that the laptop desktop and ipad and iphone i could i always had uh, so so see to be honest i think even though i mean i'm a premium i'm a premium user i have um because every so often you'll see like a deal going somewhere that yes. says you know as part of this pack you'll get basically you know, pay for premium and you get all these apps, and it usually works out better that way. But I think, um, I think, I mean, I've, and I've got it down in my little list of, you know, so Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I'll be having a poke around with notes in OneNote again, yeah. and just and just say, look, is it is it time just to say I don't get enough at a premium? I hated what they did around the adding in the remember they added in that kind of chat element to it. It was like a work chat thing, and then they added in the kind of there was a kind of search element to it. So if you had a particular note, it would show up mm. relevant related content and it was never relevant. And, and, and it was just like, turn this off. I don't use any of this. Um, so it's it's just ended up being, to be honest, it just kind of forced me off because even though I've paid for it, I'm not going to pay more than what I'm paying just now. And they, they are bumping up the price. That's the other thing. So not only are they forcing people down this route, they're also bumping up by 40%. I think it just shows that they're, they're you know they they need to start converting some of these users into pay and the only way they figure they can do that is by you know absolutely forcing their hand to do it um and i guess time will tell whether that will be see enough people like yourself off the platform or whether um it will actually show that they've got some money coming in now that they can actually put to putting in proper features they want to develop mm. time uh, time time and i'm just i'm just on i'm just on the site just now just so I, as if i could see if I could see when it actually ran, it used to tell you very clearly when your kind of account ran out and when you had to do something. Yeah, so my next charge is December, so there's no big rush. So it's and it's thirty pounds, which isn't really a lot of money over the year. The only thing is that with something like a Dropbox, you know what you're getting for your. I think they're kind of fifty dollars, so not not too far different. Um, you know that you're getting a set amount of storage with with Evernote. It's it's just access to a service, which is slightly different. So if you're if you're a light user, uh, doesn't use it very much, then you know that might seem quite steep. Whereas for a heavy user who's using it all the time, maybe that feels cheap. Yeah, and it was even. I mean, the, the bit that annoys me as well is like the basic user. So you can't you can't access notebooks offline, mm. and it's just like, well, that's I, I don't know. That just feels yeah. So I'm a basic user, and I'll I'll I'll. I'll obviously feedback once they do kick all this properly into action i'll feedback as well as it and it it's tells it me, me i'm synced across eight platforms which i'm kind of well no i'm not struggling because i'm just now thinking i've got the kind of two iphones 
I've, you know, so it all starts to add up. You know, the, I think about other Android devices I'm hooked in on, and so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The problem is there's so many other alternatives, like like OneNote or whether uh, Google Keep. There's there's several other options out Absolutely. there that, that that are free and are always likely to be free. So, I think it's just a, the fact that they're kind of stiffed you. You know, they've been it feels. I've got to be honest, it feels like this is last row of the dice. You know, it feels like they're running out of because it because they started it, going it, off and I mean they talked about they did work chat then they started doing all these mm. Evernote branded products like buy the scanner but it's like twenty quid more because it's got Evernote on it or buy these stickies that I've got and it's like I'm not interested. In this. They've this clearly got a service though that people like. They've got two hundred million customers. Um, I guess they thought that they can't just they can't grandfather other people into this uh, this new service. They haven't. They want. They need that money and income. Um, um, yeah. I'm still a bit split. I must admit, and it was as I said, I'm paid up to Christmas, and it's. I will take a look at and the two ones I'm looking at are OneNote because it's everywhere, and I'm also just going to look at Apple Notes because yeah. they've improved that their be, service. That might enough. be good enough. The bit I'll miss is probably the the kind of PDF and image side of it because you could have, you can store PDFs in it dead easy and it indexed them and it made it search, you know just being able to search and find it all was dead easy. So, so it might be it might be OneNote. Who knows. Now TV from Sky is going to launch a £40 smart box. Um, basic contractless TV and broadband packages are going to be available. Uh, so Now TV offers you now the chance to watch um, over-the-air um, free-to-view services as well as all the on-demand services um, through their box. Um, in, and, and the option then to pay for other uh, TV as and when you, you like it. So kind of different model basically so this is the you pay for your content you want but they are including now the free-to-air stuff as well uh, and they've decided they're also going to roll that into some sort of multimedia packages so you can have um, internet calls uh, and calls um, sort of included if that's what you want to do yeah um i guess it's to try and try and be that you know we've got the big we've got the kind of sky slash cable type offerings and then you've got Netflix probably coming along and eating a bit of its market share. So it's like, how can we do something where it's almost middle ground? You know, yeah. we're not, we don't, we don't want to give up. Obviously, the the money we're getting, but but we still offer a good package. And it's I'd like to got... see what they do offer on their services because you know it could be that it ends up being cheaper to do something like this. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I've, I'm constantly looking and I was constantly looking but never doing anything about it. Um, I even started looking at you know SkyQ, just 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 because. You know, I like committed. the idea of SkyQ. I think it looks good. Yeah, so do I. But I just this... just because they've committed to like you know next year, next year will be you know 4K F1, you know, and there will mm. be 4K movies and 4K sport, and you're like, oh, okay, is that going to be? But but I'm just I'm just decided it's just a wait and see, it's a wait and see. Uh, so I don't think I would move over to something like now, but but I feel I feel I need to change something. No Man's Sky is going to be able to be called No Man's Sky. Sky what? TV have. Or the, has decided they will let them do that. I cannot understand how a company could own Sky in any context. So anyway, Sky do own the word Sky. Um, in well, a remember, business, remember, in a remember, it was content. Microsoft SkyDrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they and, and that and, that won out. Yeah. yeah. So a judge agreed with them in that particular case, um, and that's I guess that's that's more understandable in that, well, if if you think it's understandable that you can own the word Sky, um, in under the kind of pretense that yes, they're in the same arena. Uh, they're in the kind of, you know, I, I'm 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 struggling. They're in the broadband arena, <laughs> and what, are they offering storage? Don't know. Maybe it's something they're thinking about. Anyway, 
whatever, No Man's Sky apparently doesn't come under this, but I cannot believe that they even went after this game. Yep. And they spent. So does that mean they went after? Because it got me thinking. Does that mean they, they must after, literally do a like, Google search every now and again for Sky and think who can we go after? But does that mean the Bond franchise had to throw a ton of cash on for Skyfall? Yes, who knows? I don't know. Clearly, yeah. if they're if they're that bothered about No Man's Sky, yeah, having Skyfall and that kind of connotation that is that some sort of fail of Sky in some way. That you know, does that, and does especially that, as it says that No Man's Sky settled for something, and I'm wondering whether that what that settlement is and how yeah. it works, whether it was money or whether there's something else going on. I mean, it was just it was just the fact that they said, "Yeah, we finally settled with Sky. They own the word Sky. We can call our game No Man's Sky. Three years of secret, stupid legal nonsense over." Yeah, and, so it, all, and it does sound it does sound stupid and ridiculous. And for all bonkers. we know, that's what's held the game up. Everybody was talking yes. about, "Oh, I'm worried about the game," and we need to. For all we know, it's good this. point. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Nonsense. Not knowing where you sit. But anyway, okay, so basically, if you're building anything, don't call it Sky. Or alternatively, if you're building something, everyone call it Sky so that they get drowned in litigation. <laughs> um, all right, that's the end of the news. Um, uh, picks. Um, I just downloaded um, Inside on Xbox. Uh, this is the, the second game from, well, not the second, the follow-up to Limbo, if you remember the game called Limbo. Oh, I do. Uh, Yes, and inside is is a lot, very much along the same kind of angle. Very, very atmospheric. Very pretty game. Um, kind of expensive for what is going to end up being about three hour adventure, but but it, you know it oozes um, oozes appeal. Has a, an amazing story for something that has no words and has just uh, effectively right, left, and two buttons for jump and interact, and that's it. And it never tells you what to do, and it's a bit, very clever. Good. So that's quite cool. Excellent. Do you have anything? No. Cool. That's the end of our podcast. If you want to find out more about what we are, what we do. Ooh. And we reviewed the Penclick R2, R1, R2. Uh, so there's a review even on our site. Uh, we were lucky enough to get sent a review copy. So this is a this is a mouse stylus hybrid. Go check that out on digitaloutbox.com. And it's good if you've got um, RSI. Yes. Email info at digitaloutbox.com um, and Twitter is digitaloutbox. Yes, if you've got RSI, then this is the mouse for you. Ian, where can we find you? My blog is ind.net um, and Twitter as FIFA. Uh, my blog is academyracer.co.uk for all my racing stuff. And if you, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Twitter as cheesy UK. Thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you again next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. I don't have RSA. I. <laughs> I've just read a funny tweet. <laughs> Some, somebody just said, really looking forward to Android Spotted Dick. <laughs> Why didn't they call it Nipple? Ah, uh, Nipple.